Hello, my good friends. This is Dan Jones with another quiet talk to share with you today. Some of you who know me well and know our family's circumstances may have noticed in the last few weeks that many of my talks have grown directly out of what we've been going through. You could almost say I've been preaching to myself, and believe me, I'm the toughest congregation I've ever stood before. This talk falls into that category. About 15 months ago, I left the Episcopal Church. If you happen to be interested, I talk in detail about this in the quiet talk from April 5th, 2021. It's called Why I Left or Why I'm Leaving the Episcopal Church. At the top of this page, click on All Episodes and then scroll down till you find it. Who knows, you might even notice something even more interesting than that. Anyway, when I left that denomination, I also left a comfortable home provided by St. Michael's Episcopal Church, not to mention a very nice income with excellent health benefits. So our plan was to stay healthy and find a place to sleep. For a while, we lived with my son before we lived in the parsonage of the Community Church of Conklinville up in the Adirondacks, which I had pastored for nine years, and then we lived with my son again, and then we temporarily rented a 200-year-old farmhouse for eight months, and then we lived with my son again, and now my son and his family are moving to Ohio. I can't say I blame them, but now for at least the next six months, we are living in a nice Roman Catholic rectory. The folks of St. Matthew's Church and the Albany Roman Catholic Diocese have been so nice to us. So today, growing out of our current experience, I want to talk about a commonplace subject, home. Dorothy said, as she clicked together those ruby red heels, there's no place like home. Ain't it the truth? We're not sure where our home is anymore, or if we'll ever have a permanent one. So what can we learn from all this? When we look into the Word of God and think about this precious concept we call home, it'd be nice to have a key verse here that contained the word home, but I'm afraid you're going to have to work with me here as I find that theme expressed in other terms. One of the greatest chapters in the Bible is Hebrews 11. It is a catalog of the heroes of faith. Verse 6 tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. There are not many verses in the Bible that are more important than that one. To please God, you must live in faith. You must trust God no matter what happens in your life. That is a great challenge, let me tell you. The figure in the Bible most associated with faith is the man Abraham. Verses 8 through 10 of this wonderful chapter read, By faith Abraham, when he was called, obeyed, 
by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he lived as an alien in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs of the same promise. For he was looking for the city which has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. The thing that my wife and I have longed for these past months has been a home that would be more or less permanent, which we could occupy for as long as we wanted to. We've yet to achieve that. So what can we learn from this? Well, I guess you could say Abraham was looking for the same thing. Hebrews tells us that he was looking for a city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. Concerning these patriarchs, the writer goes on to say, these all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they'd been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. The only thing I can do right now is to keep reminding myself of these words. God has prepared for us a city, a homeland. There will be no lease on that place. The only condition for permanently occupying that future home is repentance of sin and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I once heard a marvelous sermon about Abraham. The preacher pointed out that for Abraham, faith meant going without knowing. When I made the decision to give up my former church association, it is true that I went without knowing what would come next. I know now what came for at least the following 15 months, but I didn't see it then. I had high hopes of what would happen if I obeyed. Now, I'm certainly not meaning to imply that God has let us down far from it. We have had to move back and forth a lot more than we would have liked, but we've never had to sleep in the car. God has provided a roof over our heads. Come to think of it, he has provided five roofs so far. I didn't see that coming. And there were a lot of things that happened in Abraham's life that he didn't anticipate. But he learned that to take hold of the city that God wanted to give him, he had to let go of what he had before. I don't know what Abraham's life was like before he took off from Ur of the Chaldees, which was his native land. It looks to me like Abraham was fairly well off. Our introduction to this man was in Genesis 12, where God first called him to leave home. And in the very next chapter, it says that Abraham was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. 
What did he think about when God told him to leave? Did he wonder if he would continue to prosper in this strange country to which God wanted to lead him? Did he wonder if he would be attacked by enemies and who would steal his possessions? I would have wondered about those possibilities. But faith is going without knowing. You can't know all the details of the future. It's not given to us. We sometimes wish it were. I'm sure many of you at times pass by places that have signs about fortune telling or palm reading. People want to know the future. God has chosen to hide it from us. Why? There's a very simple reason. We already mentioned it in reading from Hebrews 11. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You see, God wants us to believe that he loves us and that he will care for us and keep his promises. We can only learn that as we step out and go with God without knowing everything about the journey. But we do know one thing. We know the one who has called us to this journey. And that's the point. When I left the house we lived in before, I thought about what our next house would be like. I still don't know. But God is more interested in me knowing him than knowing a house. It's like uh, the truth that the people who live in any given house with me are more important than the building we all share. There are many people who own big houses. Amazingly to me, many who own several big houses, but they don't experience the joy of home in them. There's no love there. One thing I can truly say is that over these months, when we didn't have a permanent home, no certain dwelling place, as Paul put it, we have never failed to live in God's love. It's been the one constant. Which brings me to this last verse I want to share. It's the first verse of Psalm 90. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Our eternal home won't be wonderful because it will have big rooms, a nice yard, or a swimming pool. Our eternal home will be wonderful because God is there. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Now that's what I call home. Father, bless those listening to me today, and I pray, God, that we will know that our true home, our eternal home, is with you, that you have promised to take us to that place if we trust you in this life. In Jesus' name, amen. Folks, continue to pray for us. I am now, uh, for over a year now, uh, leading a small group of people called the Bread of Life Anglican Church. We meet Sundays at 10 o'clock at 1809 Union Street in Schenectady, New York. If you're in that area, you'd like to join us. If you don't have a church home, come and be with us. 10 o'clock on Sunday, 1809 Union Street. As always, you can reach me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. God bless you.